Hello, welcome everybody to another episode of Fantasy Football Fellows. I am Cameron, and I am joined by my esteemed colleague, Mr. Tyler Flapp. Tyler, how is it going? Dude, your intros keep getting better and better every single week. I'm honored. <laughs> so you know that uh, the uh, Southside Rabbi one with KB, that podcast. Oh yes, I've been I, I've been like working on one. I'll I'll unleash it eventually. Of <laughs> all the names, the uh, fantasy football guru, uh, Mr. Tyler Plath. But yeah, we'll we'll get that rolling out soon, so you guys can hear all the titles that Tyler should have bestowed upon him uh, as we make it through this fantasy football season. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, you know what doesn't deserve, you know, a whole bunch of fancy names and titles? What is that? This week of football. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, but it was gross. I mean, some of it was fun. Some of it sucked if you're a Vikings fan, uh, but it was just weird, you know, just mm-hmm. if you, we were talking about this in our group chat with me, you and Lucas, if, if you got seven and oh. I'm picking the winner or like not seven, no, whatever, like 10 and oh, or whatever. If you picked all the winners, right. You might actually be a bad analyst. Like right. you, you might, you might actually like just who won, how teams won was insane, you know? Yep. And it's just not, all right. We'll dive into that more in our breakdown. We got, we got some major bones to pick about this. Yes, week. It is <laughs> definitely. Um, And we will vent about that. Def most definitely. Most definitely. We're going to start with our mid-season awards. I, trumpet sounds are not my... We need forte. that soundboard. Uh, yeah, Lucas. 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 Yeah, we release these on both our social medias. We'll throw in a couple extras uh, just for fun. Hey, uh, real quick, do we want to do news? Because there is some ooh, interesting news. My bad. Yeah, I completely skipped over it. Let's Let's... Right in the news, I just got so excited about telling us all who our midseason awards are. <laughs> We're proud that I of this completely one. Completely forgot. We're proud of this one. Yeah, completely forgot about our news. Ty, why don't you hit us with it? I think the biggest news. I mean, obviously, there's some, you know, there's stuff that happened on Sunday, but the big news yesterday and today was the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. Yeah, okay. and today was the day that wa- uh, waivers would process mm-hmm. and. Um, I think to, I feel like to many people's surprises, but to those that like truly know how the front office works in the NFL, uh, he wasn't claimed on waivers. Yeah. Um, so he's currently a free agent. And the only reason why I said, hey, we should start with news is because I have a handy dandy update courtesy of Sleeper. Okay. Not a sponsor yet. Not a sponsor. <laughs> We're getting there. We're working yeah. our way up. Yeah. <laughs> OBJ's team has also, so I guess I should preface this with the tweet that came out earlier today saying that Odell's number one preferred destination is the Green Bay Packers. Is it actually? It is. Please go to Green Bay. I just destroyer. I like. <laughs> I get that every Packer fan is going to be ecstatic, right? Like, holy cow, we have a legitimate number two guy now. And Odell left Cleveland because he wanted to win. Yeah. But he's still going into literally, like, the exact same like, situation. He's Except- going to be – he like, I get it's Rodgers versus Baker, right? But, like, if he, if he thinks that he's really going to make, like, that big of an impact with the Packers, mm-hmm. I – don't think he knows. He's going to be sharing 15 targets because Devontae is going to take 15. Running backs are going to take five to seven. Yep. He's going to be sharing 14, 15 to 10 to 15 targets on Green Bay. That's, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. Yep. But um, this new update, OBJ's team has also had conversations with the Patriots. All right. The Chiefs. Wow. With $77 or something like that in cap space. I know. So good luck. And the Saints. Really? I'd also heard the Seahawks wanted to talk with them. I saw that one too, and I said that's total BS. There's no way Odell would want to go to Seattle. I get he has good rapport with with Russ, but like, how does he see the field? 
How, you don't, want, you don't think field? he wants to go out and be a wide receiver three right away? Hmm, something, I mean, maybe the best way to describe this is this. Cam has recently renamed his entire fantasy team on Sleeper because you have the option to do so. Give all your players he's re- nicknames. <laughs> he's renamed his whole team uh, as the Avengers. Yes, sir. Seven and two. Do you know, Cam, you should just tell the people what nickname you gave Odell. Well, so I was giving him like, uh, Christian McCaffrey is Captain America. Um, Calvin Ridley, before he was out, I mean, I still have him as Black Widow. Um, uh, Devontae Adams is Black Panther. Justin Jefferson, I don't remember who was. Um, he's like, I don't remember who. Uh, like, I gave all my players' names. And then it's I get to <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. And I gave him Pepper Potts. Because that's about how useful he is. Um, as far as fighting... <laughs> Before end game, we're saying right. pre end game, pre end game, all twenty two movies before yes. the last one. Yes, we're saying like <laughs> Iron Man one, Iron Man like two when she's getting taken. She's the only reason Tony Stark is doing anything. That yeah. Pepper Potts, um, yeah, he's just I don't know. I ha- I have him right now in Dynasty. I'm not dropping him. I picked him up in our one of our other leagues just because I didn't have anyone else to pick up. I'm surprised uh, he was available in that league, actually. It, and I'm going to drop him this week. So, you know, that's kind of <laughs> that's how I feel about him. Even if he goes to Green Bay. I mean, he just – I'm he kind of looks like he's there, but he kind of doesn't. And Right. <laughs> the Browns played really well without him. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, the whole team. Is he the Kyrie Irving of the NFL? Oh, ooh, I like it. That's a great comparison. Skill-wise, off the charts – Looked so good and is just a distraction and a half. Mm-hmm. I like it. So then, so then he must be. This is his net stop right now. He he did the uh, he did Cleveland or New York. And then he went to Boston on his own or the Browns, and now he's going to find a Brooklyn uh, super team. So maybe he does go to Seattle. Forms forms the uh, Seattle trio oh, super team, oh, and then oh, 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 oh. something will happen next year where they're like. Uh, you can't have frosted tips to play on our team, and he's going to sit out. Um, <laughs> right. Or it's going to be like the New York Yankees where like yes. you can't have any facial hair and you got it the clean haircuts. It's going to be something like stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going to happen in the next two years. Is he's going to be out of the NFL because it's something dumb. Um, I, I, you said it. You said it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, any other news that we got, Ty? Um, not really news, but I do want to touch on this. Referees that try to make the game about themselves are literally the worst people on planet Earth. Let me guess what game you're talking about. Is it the uh, Bears-Steelers game? Is that what you're, is that what you're referencing here? Yeah, I'm... <laughs> the uh, referee very, check very... just so you could throw a uh, penalty? Yes. Um, I feel like that's all that needs to be said. Yep. Um, and that's at any level of any sport. True. I can't wait to see that with my middle school basketball team, the referee. Oh. That'll go way too hard. I, mean, I want to go like, to one of your games, and if I'm there, I want you to just light up some rough. <laughs> some, like, 17-year-old kid out there. I have no <laughs> idea what he's doing. It's the referee with, like, the, the, the dick sporting goods, like uh-huh. $10, yes. like, pullover, and then, like, the, the basketball shorts, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like the red basketball shorts. Right, right. Nothing snap, a, snap a clipboard over your <laughs> knee and just scream it at him. You got a, what is it, Bobby Knight? And you're I was going to say, I'll go Bobby the... Knight. Well, we have bleachers, so. Oh, bring your own I'll chair. Have a kid, I'll have a kid run out bringing the chair, so I'll just, just throw it. Throw it. <laughs> oh, uh, that would be yeah. fantastic. Um, no, but, but in terms of actual news, I guess. Um Nothing, nothing really like yeah nothing there's no big injury or anything like that, not this right? week we got a lot of guys coming back off of ir but we'll kind of touch that in our recap yeah um, but yeah that's I, that's all i have from it too so oh no our discord is going off again and since i have audio on i get the notification beep or whatever oh that was your beep i was gonna say i tried to just turn mine off I, yeah, let me, Cam, stall. Stall. All right, well, let's get into our uh, 
let's get into our midseason awards since I tried to jump into it earlier. MVP, it it was an easy one. I mean, it, it was it was Cooper Cup, and it, it wasn't close. Cooper Cup has been otherworldly this year. Uh, he was he was pretty much the same as Devonte Adams last season, as far as he just doesn't doesn't have bad games, and his good games are wide the wide receiver one of the week. Uh, I'm pulling up his stats right now. He's averaging 24 points per game. His worst game, he did have an he did put up an 11, but he still had 13 targets. The next game, right. he puts up a 16, and then he hasn't had a single other game under 20. He's had four games over 30 points. You just can't compete with that. He's he is the Devontae Adams of last year, yes. minus the touchdowns. Yeah. Well, actually, he's cruising on those touchdowns too. He's got 10 right now. No, so he is Devontae Adams. He is exactly who Devontae Adams was last week. He's had one game under 10 uh, under 10 targets, and in that game he scored 25 points against Houston. Uh he's had one game under seven receptions, and that was his bad game, but he had 13 targets that game. So I mean, even last night, Matthew Stafford looked awful. Yeah. He he looked like Carson Wentz. And he scored <laughs> Cooper Cup scored 20 points. The only other person that could have could have um come close to him was Derrick Henry, who unfortunately got hurt and it was but Derrick Henry was kind of on the same page. He was he had the first two weeks that were kind of slow, but then after that he was just pointing up insane numbers. 30, 40, 30, 28, 30. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you when you can score two times in a game and have 130 yards, it's it's hard to top that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. So, and those two are in a tier of their own. There's no one else that we really felt like we could say was MVP of uh, this year so far. Next, we have most improved player. We went with uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brown these last two seasons was wide receiver. I think 36 and 45. Right now, he is ranked at wide receiver six. Uh, this dude is kind of – I was I was a little worried about him tapering off with Rashad Bateman coming back, and this last week against the Vikings. Lamar Jackson had 20 rushing attempts. Bateman had eight targets. Andrews had seven targets. And Hollywood Brown still had six for 116 in a touchdown. All right, he didn't uh, – did he score? Actually, I don't remember if he scored. He might have scored. He, but I think, he was close. To I think he, I think he was six for one sixteen. Yeah. Which I mean, you can't ask for much more. He's a wide receiver six. He's had a lot of really really good weeks. He's playing really good football. And yeah, he's our uh, most improved player. Ty, who do we have as our honorable mentions as um, for most improved? Yeah. Um, first honorable mention we have is DJ Moore. Um, <clears throat> DJ Moore at one point could have been in the running for MVP could have been in the running for um, biggest surprise possibly. Yeah. Um, but most improved, he definitely fits into just because the past couple of years, he's been in that like wide receiver, like 22 to 29 range, right. Yeah. Where you're like, he's a borderline flex, but he was always seen as a deep threat. And at the beginning of this year, when Sam Darnold was on fire, he turned it, yeah. into serious, serious production. Uh, and then Darnold became Sam Darnold again. Yeah. So um, DJ Moore was an honorable mention, close second. Um, and another honorable mention was Michael Pittman, just because Michael Pittman kind of, he slowly came onto the scene last year. And I'm pretty sure he finished in like the forties. Yeah. That's gracious. So um it's been good to see him kind of turn it into a nice little season that he's got going yeah, on. He, he's here. a true NFL wide receiver one. He's not quite a fantasy wide receiver one yet, but NFL wise, he's a true wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give, they throw up 50, 50 balls to him now and he comes up and catches them. He runs fields all over here. He runs routes he, all over the field. He mosses people. Yes. I mean, he is uber athletic, very big. And unlike Chase Cape, who actually likes to go get the ball. So just, just saying. Just, just saying. saying. He is a very, very good football player. All right, let's move on to our rookie of the year. This one we've actually got a little blowback from on our TikTok. We went with Jamar Chase 
and a very close second was Najee Harris to us. And uh, we had a lot of people saying that we should put Najee ahead of Jamar Chase. But we like our rookie of the year in Jamar Chase because Najee is a very safe and consistent player. But Jamar Chase is a weak winner when he pops off. I mean, yes. he can put up 35, whereas Najee doesn't quite have that same ceiling just because of how bad that Steelers team is. And right. so Najee will get you 18, 19, 20 points a game. But Jamar Chase, I mean, he's had I mean, he's had weeks where he's put up 30 points. Yeah. Well, and you you expected Najee Harris taking him in the second round to be your top yes. running back or top or a top running back in mm-hmm. your league. Jamar Chase is borderline flex when drafts were going on because yes, yes. there was a whole threat of him not being able to catch the ball, which I mean, now you look back on and you're like, okay, whoever one made that you know, headline into whoever believed that headline. Yeah. And we kind of bought into it for a little while. I mean, it, I mean it's hard not to believe it when he's saying that the uh, no white stripe throws him off. Right. Uh, <laughs> it kind of felt like that Sam Darnold I'm seeing ghosts. Yep. But if you look back at him in college, there's a reason he was the wide receiver one over Justin Jefferson in college. And he, well, that, and then he sat out the year. Yes. And he was still the first receiver taken off the board. Yeah. He's wide receiver three right now. He's had one, two, three games over 20 points. He's had a week of 34 where he had 201 yards, and then he had a week of 28. So he is he's definitely solidified himself in that spot. We already kind of mentioned Najee, been playing really, really well uh, on the ground. He's gets a ton of targets, great volume. He's a really good player, too. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's, he's really fun to watch. And, the thing that, but I mean, if he was had a good offensive line in front of him, could you imagine how good he'd be right now? I'm like, can you imagine if he was? Oh, uh, let's think of a team. Um, running back four, by the way, on here. Yeah, so like, there's. I understand the complaints for him to be a running yeah. rookie of the year, but again, you expect that. You know, yeah, this is his ceiling. He's playing at Jamar Chase. We had no idea this was his ceiling. Yeah. And Jamar Chase can still go up, it feels like, whereas Najee, like, right. for this season, this is his ceiling. Right. Moving forward, you get better off his line. You get a quarterback that's not Ben Roethlisberger who moves the ball downfield and doesn't allow teams to stack eight in the box. Then you start getting a – then you can see his ceiling improving even more. Right. Our other honorable mention was Jalen Waddle, who's been playing really well despite everything going on in Miami. Yeah. I think not enough has been said about that moving forward. Uh <laughs> You give him solid quarterback play. I mean, he's the number one in that offense right now. With, yep. Uh, Will Fuller and Devontae Parker, and he's performing admirably. At, I mean, he's put up a couple of touchdown weeks, 16, 17 points here or there. It's hard, hard not to ask for that for a ninth, 10th, 11th round pick. Yeah. For sure. Well, then let's move on to our um, draft, biggest draft steal. And we went with Debo Samuel. Ty, why don't you talk about Debo for a little bit? Yeah. Well, also, before I talk about Debo, I was a big uh, – I, I Hollywood Brown probably makes the most sense as a steal just because Hollywood Brown was going so late in drafts, true, right? True. Um, but we needed some variety. Yes. So uh, Debo was the next guy up, and Debo, I think he's currently – he's still wide receiver two, isn't he? Or no, he's wide receiver four. He's I think he's three or four right now. Let's see, because Cooper, Tyreek, and then three is Jamar Chase. He is Debo. four. Debo's four. Debo's um, four. Yeah, Debo's four. So like everyone thought it was going to be Brandon Ayuk season. Yeah, I bet Debo Samuel even thought it was going to be Brandon Ayuk season. Well, after last year, you couldn't blame him. Right, and then all of a sudden. Ayuk is in Shanahan's doghouse, and Debo's the only like, uh, he's the only wide receiver that they had at that time. Then yeah. that could really make an impact. Um, and credit to Jimmy G for looking his way, but more so credit to Debo for the yak, yeah, the yards after catch. Yep. Um, Debo has always been that kind of receiver, mm-hmm. and I don't think we've just I. I I just don't think we've seen it to this scale. Yeah, this for sure. Year. He's just never been healthy long enough for us to see it. Yep. Uh, so, but right now, 
Go ahead. He's got three games over 150 yards receiving. Oh, yeah. He's a wide receiver four, and he only has four receiving touchdowns. <coughs> so, you know, you know he's doing really well. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't even need the ball a ton. He's had – he's only had one – one or three games with seven or more targets, and he's still putting up 31, 16, 10, 35, 16, 21, 23, 11. And mm-hmm. as a wide receiver position, that's – that's pretty much the standard for as far as consistency goes. With only yep. two games under 15 points. Yeah. So, again, since Hollywood is our most improved player, Debo is our biggest steal, and I'll just transition right into our honorable mention. Definitely. Uh, Uncle Lenny. Uncle Lenny, baby. <laughs> Uncle Lenny was pretty much useless last year until the Buccaneers got to the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And now, I don't know, eight, nine games through this year, mm-hmm. he has solidified himself as the RB1 in Tampa's backfield. And it is not close. It's not close at all. This is, I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten what L- Leonard Fournette was like his first couple of years with Jacksonville. And what he's capable of. He's back to that now. Yes. And... The toughest thing for Fournette is, you know, is going to be the game script week to week. Um, but up to this point, when his name has been called, he has not disappointed. He's not getting work in receiving game. He's making big plays with his legs. So he's. I think he's currently. I got to look this up. I think he's hmm, borderline. Running back one at the yes, moment. I think points per game he's running back one, but because of the buy, he's just outside of it. Right, so he's running back thirteen right now, but he just had to buy, so he's probably closer to like ten or eleven. Yep. Um. So yeah, like he's, and a lot of people were taking him middle of the middle of drafts just because you had no idea if it was Ronald Jones or Fournette. I mean, he's falling. I mean, he's way behind guys like Miles Gaskin. Mm-hmm. He's behind guys like Mike Davis. You know, just guys that we assumed would be would be fine this year and yep. had lead back roles because we didn't know. We thought Ronald Jones could be leading that that backfield. Uh, I'll transition to our other guy. We didn't want to admit it, but he and it is it is slightly skewed. Um, hmm. but he is RB one right now. That is James Connor. James Connor yeah. was taken around ten or later in most drafts. He was I mean, because he is he is still the second back in Arizona. He is mm-hmm. a guy who is unbelievably touchdown dependent. But when you play on the Arizona Cardinals, that's not a bad thing. They score <laughs> a lot of not a, It's not a problem. <laughs> it, they score a lot of points. His, I mean, his first two games, he had five and 2.6. But then he goes 18, 20, 10, 8, 12, 14, 40. I mean, if you put him in the flex, he's, he's really solid there, you know. <laughs> and in those games that he had good points, he went two touchdowns, two touchdowns. One touchdown, zero, one, two, two. Actually, the last game he had three because he had a receiving touchdown. But when they get inside the five, he gets all the touches and he scores a touchdown almost every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a guarantee almost at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially with Edmonds out for this it's, week for sure, possibly yeah. the week after. Yep. He, he's a lock for a score just because they get down to the goal line, right? Like yeah. there are some offenses that's, excel at scoring outside of the red zone yes arizona does both and when they are in the red zone it is james connor season yes it is and it's it's hard to argue with uh another 10 touchdowns so that is what we got for biggest steals we got another thing to add there's an injury update oh no who is it sam darnold really has a fractured scapula so it's his right shoulder and his scapula is the plate on the back. Really? Yeah. I think I know we need to call our buddy. That is a PT Barwick in the future, but I'm pretty yeah, sure the scapula is the, it's the plate or like the, the plate in okay. your shoulder. All right. Love to get an injury expert on this. But yeah, Google. Dang, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the reason he's been playing so off. 
Is it something that just happened? I so called it. There you go. <laughs> it's the shoulder. It's the proper name is shoulder blade. Oh. I always call it a blade, a plate, because I've always thought that this, your collarbone, is more of a blade. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. But yeah, it is. It's the plate in the back, and he's out several weeks. So PJ Walker season is wow. upon us. Well, that might not actually be that big of a disappointment. Might so, actually help them out. Might. We shall see. Talking about bus, let's talk about our Vegas draft bus. Great little transition there, Ty. I like yeah. it. Uh, our number one felt so easy to us. And it is Mr. Allen Robinson. I don't want to talk about this one. Allen Robinson has a week high on the season of 10.8 points. He has had double digits twice. The fact that they didn't trade him is just wild to me. There's no way he wants back after this year. No, I mean, Matt Nagy has just killed his chances of a top contract this next year. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make the market so low on Allen Robinson that they can try and come back and swoop in and give him the best <laughs> offer he can get. Well, too bad he won't be around. No kidding. When Robinson is looking for contracts. So yeah. I know Matt Nagy's <laughs> gone the other. Bye bye. He's gone. He's gone. I hope it has so. to be. But yeah, it's just it's been just so disappointing because he is so so talented. Yep. I mean, he is crazy talented. He's he's one of like three of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. The catches that he makes in traffic are crazy. And we know he can play with bad quarterbacks. He's done it before. I mean, his quarterbacks throughout his entire tenure in Chicago have been awful. So it's just it's just game planning at this point. It has to. I mean, <laughs> I don't buy any excuse that Justin Fields, his first read is Darnell Mooney. I'm no sorry. Like, if, if you're telling your quarterback – that your first read is moody on, you know, majority of passing plays, you should not be coaching in the NFL. Or Cole Komet on a two-yard route in the flats. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, what they run in Chicago is just mind-boggling. It makes zero sense. It doesn't. And, and I think what I'm also now remembering with play calling and stuff, you try to, to set plays up, right? Mm. So, you know, you play, you know, let's say you run a misdirection, you know, to the right. Yes. You're setting up the defense for later on in the game. Or no, no, no. Sorry. I have it backwards. (laughs) You have dive plays, right? Or you have stretch plays. You set up and you run those so many times that you set up a misdirection, right? Where the running back takes a couple steps to the same side, defense bites, they cut it back. You 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 set up plays for bigger plays. Chicago and Minnesota, <laughs> I'll say it. They don't do that. No, they don't do that. I, Minnesota does it on their first drive of the game, and then they stop. <laughs> but yeah, oh. definitely definitely him as a piece of disappointment. Uh, Calvin Ridley has just been, he's been a fancy disappointment. We understand that there's a lot going on there that we do not know about. But when he was on the field and now that he's not playing, it's been it has been very disappointing for just the season that we thought that he could have this year. Yep. I mean, you took him in second round, high second highest round. at the second or like third or fourth round. Yes. For sure. Expecting a top season from Ridley. Yeah. Definitely. Another guy, uh, the opposite side of our biggest um our biggest steal has been Brandon Ayuk who finally had a decent game, but I mean, we're drafting in the fifth round and he is like wide receiver 55 right now. He's just awful. Mm -hmm. He's been, he was unusable the first eight, eight weeks of the season. Finally started to turn around a little bit. Yeah. And then I think we can also add Mike Davis. Yes. A guy we were really hoping would take advantage of that situation in Atlanta. And he has not. Well, like, he was that like borderline like running back two that like you could get in like the sixth or seventh round. You at least that was your thought process, right? Like yeah. let's say you had a Christian McCaffrey, 
you stack up on, a, you know, two wide receivers, a tight end or someone, you know, you build out your roster even more. And then Mike Davis is there as you're running back two, and he is just not that at all. Yeah, he is not. He is he is borderline useless in uh, fantasy right now. Our last one we'll say is Miles Gaskin. He's had a couple of weeks where he's popped off, but at the same time, he was he's in that Mike Davis where we were really hoping that he could be a consistent running back two that you could plug into your offense, and he just has not been that. Well, and especially the season that he had last year. Yes. Where he finished as a top 20 for sure. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if he was top 15, but like he he showed last year he had some promise. And Dahl in Miami has just ran away from that. So beats me what's going on over there. Who knows? And then our last our last category that we posted on social media was Mr. Cordero Patterson. Wow. I didn't even say the category. Well, you could say like Mr. Cordero Patterson Patterson. takes home the award of best surprise. Biggest surprise. Yeah. CP. Is it CP 84? Is that what he is right now? 84. Yep. Yep. CP 84. He's the running back seven on the year. If we want to call him a running back, (laughs) he is. I mean, this last game, he had 100 yards receiving. Right, that's a running back. That's a running back. He's been ridiculous. Uh, He has put up over double digits in every game except for the first game. He is averaging – what is he averaging? Let me pull it up real quick. 19.2 points per game. He has had under 15 points only twice. He went eight in the first – uh, first game, then you go 23, 16, 34, 18, 14, 18, 19. He doesn't, he will not kill you if he's in your lineup. There will never be a week where you're like, shoot, like his bad week will still be really solid. Yep. Well, and, and especially with Ridley now, not in the picture for the moment, yeah. like Atlanta needs to really, really rely on Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson. Yeah. I mean, he had six catches for 126 yards this last game. Against the Saints. Against the Saints. He only had nine carries. He had nine carries for only 10 yards, but he still scored 19.6 points. I don't know. You got to start him every week. He is is by far the biggest surprise. Other guys we had were – or sorry, we're going to add something else on. I was just going to say you start him until further notice. Yeah, until until he puts multiple games together. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, our other biggest surprises we went with Michael Pittman was a big surprise. Uh, Mike Evans was to us, and just the way that he's been used, we kind of thought that he's going to kind of be phased out. Ty, did you get another breaking news? Wow. Uh, yeah, and it's a lot more serious than an injury. Um, How do I... Wow, this is about Dalvin Cook. No. Um, it's not injury-related. It's off-the-field stuff. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> according to Cook's agent, Zach uh, Hiller, uh, Cook is the victim of domestic abuse and extortion. There's pending litigation. Wow. Whoa. That's crazy. Whoa. <laughs> wow, wow. That, that wow. <laughs> That's like man. That just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Well. Geez, I don't want to like just move off of that because that's heavy. Right. But at the same time, like. Dang. What in the world? That is crazy. Well, obviously, obviously, we don't have any facts on what's going on. Uh, we hope, pray the best for Delvin Cook moving forward. Um, we, we don't know if this affects his time on the field. And honestly, we don't really care. Uh, we just hope that he gets everything uh, figured out and squared away and in a 
position where he can feel safe, you know? I mean, that's, yeah, he that's, takes care of himself first. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, so we'll try our best to transition off of that. Wow. Holy smokes. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's some heavy stuff. That stuff definitely puts it in perspective again that these guys are still human beings, you know? Yep. I, mean, I think a lot of people lose sight of that. Yeah, if you didn't know, if you didn't, you know, take notice of that when Calvin Ridley said that he needs to step away for a little bit, yeah. uh, this should definitely do it yeah. now. That's that's jarring. Wow. That's insane. Goodness. All right, well, I guess let's continue on our biggest surprises uh, the best we can. Yep. Uh, sorry <laughs> if we sound a little shooketh the rest of the uh, episode, yeah. but at least you know why now. Um. But, yeah, we went with Michael Pittman as our next biggest prize. We kind of touched on him earlier, so I won't say too much about it, uh, just from where he was to where he came from. Mike Evans, we didn't really realize was going to be used as much. Uh, probably should have been an easy one. He's had seven 1,000-yard seasons in a row. We understand his stats were trending downward, but he's got the GOAT throwing to him, and he's got – I mean, he's a really good receiver. And then I don't know if we had any other big surprises. Um, maybe you could say Tom Brady again. And we, we kind of saw that one coming, but just the, the level that he's been playing at where he was quarterback one before the bye, he's he's unstoppable. That, that whole offense is. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. A, a, a big surprise. Yeah, maybe Dawson Knox for the injury too. Would have been another good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's say – let's – I want to – here's a more personal um, prize I want to give out. Ty, uh, I can start if you want to think about it because I haven't even passed rushed it by it yet. I have no idea where you're, where you're going. But with it this, is you better start the player that makes you the happiest on the season, the player that you predicted to do really well that has done really well and has made you very happy as we've gone through this podcast. I can go first. I wonder who you're going to say. Mine is 100% without a doubt the RB5 on the season, Mr. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was a guy that I said will have a great year. I said he could be as high as running back seven, maybe even push into the top five. And right now he is running back five. He has been on a tear these last couple of weeks. They were getting destroyed this last week by the Browns. And you know what? Joe Mixon did not care. He still put up 28 points. In his last four weeks, he's had 26. He had 11 25 and 28. They are finally using him in the passing game like he should be. He's another one of those guys that should have five receptions a game. And he has been. Uh, or ESPN's got him at running back four. My bad. Even better. Oh my this day. Come on. This is awesome. He's averaging <laughs> he's averaging about 18 points per game. So he is he's a really, really good running back on a team that is figuring out the pass game, which has actually helped him a lot to open up the field. And he is getting crazy amount of opportunities. He's pretty much 20, 20 opportunities a game. Ty, do you got anyone? Hmm. <laughs> um, man, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like scrolling through every like position trying to remember like, who I've talked about before. Cause I mean, maybe I go back through the hot takes. Allen Robinson was a miss. Tyreek Hill was a miss. Well, Tyreek Hill still wide receiver too. It's just because he's had two games with like 35 plus. <laughs> like I can, I can give you a Lucas's what you want to think. Uh, yeah. Cause I already know what he'd say. And it is Antonio Brown. Oh, uh, absolutely. He's been absolutely. injured, been injured the last two weeks, but He's put. He's averaging 19 points a game. Had a week of 23. He did have a week of two, but he got hurt that week. And then he went 13, 31, and 24. When he's on the field, he might be Tom Brady's favorite target. He is always open. He is just torching these poor cornerback threes. Uh, <laughs> Lucas's rant could not have been more correct. He just puts them in the blender and runs right past them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just he would – he was a guy that we kind of we were really hoping he could fantasy wise because of where he was going, but it's just like everything is going against him. He is what is he? He's 31, I think. He had not 
really played in the last two seasons. And he still came out and proved that he is can hang with the big boys. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now I'm going through our Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see, Tyler. Let me see if I can grab you one. Uh, I, I've got one in mind. I just want to confirm. Um, okay. Underrated. Oh, 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 oh. All right. How Let's can hear I miss it. this one? Let's hear it. It's Deontay Johnson. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Oh, currently right now on ESPN, Deontay Johnson is, let's see here. He is wide receiver 25, 25. but he has missed a game. He's missed a game and he's already had a bye. Okay. But he's gone 14, 19, 24, 15, 18, 15, 11. Okay. That's for much more. And everyone was saying that Claypool was going to take over. Everyone was going to say, or was saying Deontay is more of a flex than he is a wide receiver too. He is a solidified wide receiver too. And when he scores, because I don't think he scored, he scored once, maybe twice. He scored times. three times, but he has not scored in the last three weeks. He's got Detroit, Chargers, Cincinnati, Ravens, Minnesota, Tennessee, and Kansas City. I'm expecting him to score at least five more times. Yeah, that Kansas City game is really the only tough game, tough passing defense he'll play against. Or not Kansas City, Chargers, <laughs> L.A. Chargers. That's my yeah, name. Tennessee will pose maybe a little bit of a threat, but like, like he's maybe maybe not even talking about like the the fantasy points he's put up. Here are his target numbers. Yes, 10, 12, 13, 2, 13, 13, 6. And that two was just a weird game against Denver. <laughs> Where they didn't need to throw the ball. Yes. They just ran it with Najee that game. He's not the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Give me a break. I I, I say otherwise. <laughs> For sure. I was gonna here's I'll give you the honorable mention I had. I had Carson Wentz. Okay. I like Carson it. Wentz is currently QB ten. So he's borderline start. And I said I don't think people should write off Carson Wentz. I get he's had some bad years with Philly. But don't write him off completely just yet. Yeah. And look at him now. He's quarterback 10. He's he's averaging, I think, 18 a game, I think. Maybe 17. Mm-hmm. More likely. But, again, no, I don't think many people saw this coming from Carson Wentz. No, not at all. So, all right, with that, that concludes our midseason awards. We are going to transition now into our breakdown. We're going to do a lot quicker this week. I mean, we're just going to fly through games. I'm going to ask Ty, and we're not, I don't think we're going to break down all the stats this week uh, just because of time wise. But what we will do is um, I will just ask you some questions, Ty, about certain games to see if stuff sticks. Yeah. This last week in the NFL was just mind boggling, as we mentioned earlier, just nice. some. Weird, weird, weird games. Um, we'll start off with the Jets and Colts. Obviously, we didn't really get a chance. To talk, we didn't get a chance at all to talk about it. What we can take away from this is we have no idea who the Jets are. Jonathan Taylor is really, really good at football. And so is Michael Pittman. Yeah. And like you said, Carson Wentz is a serviceable streaming quarterback, especially against bad teams. Uh-huh. Uh, anything else you want to add from that? Nope. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. Nice and nice and simple. Uh, our our next one we got was the Raiders and Giants. Disappointing. Uh, disappointing. I think the biggest takeaway is Hunter Renfro really stepped up in this game, and Darren Waller is still really good. Yeah, Waller or uh, no, um, Renfro might be like one of the pickups of the year because uh, yeah. I know that like in super deep leagues where you've got two flex, you know, two flex plays or whatever. Renfro has set them very, very nicely for those teams. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a Cole easily last season. It's kind yeah. of how I see him mm-hmm. on the Giants side. Kadarius Tony is really good at football. Why don't they use him more? Exactly. It's just, it, I don't understand. Devontae Booker's put up good stats, but I don't understand why they don't use Kadarius Tony more, especially with all these injuries. Yeah, everyone's kind of coming. I mean, 
Evan Ingram, real, real quick, I'll mention this just because I looked the other day. Mm. Uh, he's had three straight games um, in double digits. So he scored uh, in three straight games? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, no, that's something great. To, a really good point out is he's a guy that maybe you throw on your bench or on your team if you need a tight end hoping for a touchdown. Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, no. Two straight games he scored, but he's okay. gotten six for 44 on eight targets, um, three for 15 and a touchdown, three for 38 and a touchdown. You see so his touchdown? Him. That was a great catch he made, too, on that 30-yard touchdown. I I don't want to give him any more credit than what he's getting. I yeah, know. It was, yeah, it was a good catch. <laughs> it was a good catch. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, when Saquon comes back, he'll I think he'll be just fine on that team. If Devontae Booker can perform, I would assume Saquon can do that much better. Yep. Next game is the Falcons beating the Saints in New Orleans. Upset. Upset, definitely. Huge upset. Uh, things that we noticed is Kamara played really well still, but Ingram took about 30% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you two things. Are you concerned about Kamara, and is Mark Ingram at all usable in fantasy? I don't think – I'm not worried about Kamara because I think they're still trying to just figure out what the offense is without Winston, which yes. I think they found out they need to start Taysom Hill. I, mean, I get that they Simeon, figure that out. I mean, like, Simeon didn't have that bad of a, of a game, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't watch the game closely enough to know the, in, you know, the intricacies of the game, but, like, his final stat line, 25 of 41, 249, and two touchdowns, that's not bad. Yeah. But it just if you're going to lose to the Falcons at home, it, it more than likely means that you're lacking just a, uh, a aspect of your offense. Yes. In terms of Ingram, maybe just roster him. Yeah, that's kind of where maybe, I'm at. Maybe goal line. Maybe, maybe. maybe. But yeah, you got to see Yeah, you got to you got to see Taysom first. Uh, the last thing on that, uh, we know that Calvin Ridley's been playing, or not Calvin Ridley, Cordero Patterson's one playing really good. Are you concerned about Kyle Pitts with Calvin Ridley out now that he's had two straight games where they've put their cornerback one on him? I think think I'm concerned until I see Atlanta adjust. Okay. Because if I'm if I'm a defense and I'm putting a cornerback on Pitts, that means that Pitts is not lining up on the line or um he he's lining up or, he's spread out he's, more often than not. He's he's standing up. He's not he's not you know hand in the ground or anything like that. I think Atlanta once Atlanta adjusts to that, he'll be just fine. But for mm. the time, I mean, I get why they need him out on the outside because yeah. they've got no one else for sure. All right, next one is Bills Jags. I'm, I think we're just gonna skip this. I, it's a throwout game for the Bills. They're still really good at football, and Jags didn't show anything. No one showed anything. No, this game. it was just a gross game. Jags one nine six. If you pick Jags money line, congratulations. You're either a genius or <laughs> You're the only person. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to then Browns and Bengals. Browns, it's the OBJ effect. They came out, whole team played really well. Burrow was awful. Yeah. And obviously that affected Chase, who still, I mean, put up, I think, double digits in this game. Uh, Joe Mixon had himself a real good game, which he's just continued to do. I'm not upset. Yeah. Uh, and- I mean, I think we're finding out just how much this Bengals team like depends on Burrow. Yes, it does. I mean, it runs through Burrow. Even when Mixon has a good game, they still don't have a good game. And then Nick Chubb. <sighs> Nick Chubb would be Derrick Henry if they let him. He could be. He really he, could be. He Did you realize he has the second highest yards per carry over his career of any player in the NFL behind Jamal Charles? It is like 5.4 or something right like that on his career. That's nuts. I know, and he's getting the ball 14 times a game. Stefanski, what are you doing? I know, it's it's insane. He had 170 yards on 18 carries, two touchdowns. Yeah, it, it, it's annoying for fantasy. You kind of understand longevity-wise, when, especially when you have Kareem Hunt, but for fantasy-wise, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pats and Panthers. Speaking of Sam Darnold, uh, he is brutal. Garbage. Uh, and now we don't have to worry about that. Patriots have been playing pretty well. Uh, Patriots, I think, are a half game back of the Bills. How about that? Isn't that crazy? 
Uh-huh. Uh, and I mean, they've, they've just been playing really well. The thing to watch in that game is Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both left the game with a head injury. Uh, so it could be Brandon Bolden week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I was complaining about him the entire day about how he was getting no help <laughs> in the pass work. And then he got three 20 yard catches in a row on the same drive until Sam Darnold threw an interception. But he's back. I mean, he logged 14 points on 50% of the snaps. Um, DJ Moore, how are you feeling about him moving forward? We kind of talked about him a little bit earlier with PJ Walker, quarterback. You have optimism or are you a little bit worried? Say that again. Sorry, DJ Moore. Are you? Do you have optimism with out, DJ Moore? Out, out, out on DJ out. Moore. Good thing I, mean, I just Christian, traded him. Yeah, I, <laughs> with Christian McCaffrey back, um, I think DJ Moore falls back to like wide receiver two, border, okay. borderline wide receiver two territory than anything for sure. Um, we'll keep moving. Uh, there's not really much other players to talk about in that game. Robbie has been. Oh, Robbie, that's a guy that we've been really disappointed in yeah uh, we didn't talk about him earlier but he has had i think three catches and uh i think he's averaging under 10 yards a game in the last four games which is bad uh, then we have the broncos and cowboys talk about a shocker cowboys come to minnesota last week prime time beat minnesota the backup quarterback Denver then goes into Dallas with Dak Prescott back and, I mean, pretty much shuts Dallas out. Dallas scored two garbage time touchdowns and went 30 to 16. It's just. And they left. Or they trade away Von Miller in the week. Yeah. It, it makes none zero of it, sense. And Tim, Tim Patrick had their best, had the best game out of all the wide receivers. Like it, it just it does not make sense. I, I mean, I don't think Tim Patrick keeps it up. It's between no, no. Sutton and Judy. It is. I mean, they're they're the two, and they're both super talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm not ready to say Judy is the number one in that offense. It's one A one B. It is, and uh, Judy's just never proved it. You know, he looked kind of. I mean, he's looked like it. He's got a lot of targets, but Sutton's also played really really well, and Sutton's a great football player. Mm-hmm. Um. If you like Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon is so annoying because Gordon's been good for fantasy, but that's just because he takes all of the touchdowns. Yep. All right, Ty, question for you on this one. Mm. End of the season, does Javante take over from Melvin Gordon or do they keep this going the entire year? I would be very, very disappointed if the Broncos brought back Melvin Gordon. No, I'm I talking just... – I'm talking uh, – for the rest of the season, sorry, not in the oh, season. Oh, for the rest of the season. Is this is this a split back for the rest of the season, or they start fading Melvin Gordon out? They have to. I mean, Gordon's on a on a hot streak at the moment. Yeah. I think until Gordon shows that, like, he's slowing down. He slows down a bit. Then you'll see a bit more Javante, but for the time being, it's still going to be a, a split backfield. Definitely. Cowboys side, it's a little nerve-wracking on this game, you know? Ooh. Not what we expected at all. Uh, Cowboys are – how do you feel about them? Are we hitting the panic button on the Cowboys offense, or do you think it's just a little bump in the road? I just – I haven't – there. I, <laughs> I wish I knew what exactly it was, and I think it was mainly defense more than it was offense, but it doesn't help that you're, you know – that your offense is just not getting going. Like both sides of the ball just did not get going. So I'm just expecting towards the end of the year when playoff seedings are going to matter, then like the Cowboys will be like, you know, going 110% because it seems like right now they're just kind of coasting along. Definitely. But yeah, um, let's go to our next game. (sighs) Want to talk about. Skip it? I, I don't I don't I if if anybody argues with me that being a Vikings fan is easier than being a fan of any other team in any other sport in the history of the world, they are lying to you. Or they have no idea what they're talking about. Being a Vikings fan is the worst thing that you can do to your child. You set your kid up every single week. For disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. They give you a hope every time. They they find a way. 
I, I don't know how to explain it other than you believe that they're not going to win or you know they're not going to win, but in your heart you still believe. And you just can't get rid of it, and then they lose every time. Every time. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he had 20 rush attempts for 122 yards. He is now tied with Michael Vick for most 100-yard rushing, rushing games as a quarterback in less than half the amount of games as Michael Vick has played over his career. He uh, did not look great throwing the ball at uh, the beginning of the game. And then, I mean, the Vikings just were like, hey, we're going to just let you do whatever you want. And so that's what happened. We're not going to let the big play happen. So, yep. yeah, Lamar, just keep running the ball. Yeah, Jefferson had two catches again on the game. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 80 or 90 yards in the first first quarter and had 20 rushing yards the rest of the game. Uh, that is an awful game plan. That is the worst game plan you could ever have. But yet they do it week after week after week. Uh, the guy I want to ask you about, though, is Rashad Bateman. Eight targets in this game after six the two previous weeks. How are you, you feeling about Rashad Bateman? Um, temperature check here. Because <laughs> I'm getting a little hot and bothered about Rashad Bateman. <laughs> we're being honest. I think, I, think, I think we haven't seen how Baltimore plays when they're ahead. Okay. Because these, I, I guess, yes, you know, this week they were behind, so they had to throw the ball, right? Definitely. Um, when Baltimore gets out to like a 20-point lead or something like that, because they are more than capable of doing that, um, then I'd be interested to see what happens with Bateman. Yeah. He was, to be fair to him, he was a pass interference call away, or pa- bad pass interference away from a 50-yard touchdown. Uh and I was I'm very glad upset. that was a pass interference. Oh, I was so mad. They scored a touchdown anyways. Just give it to Bateman. Um, well, and, and there's more. And here's the other thing. There's more time on the clock than if you just let them score right away to go get points of your own. I, yes. eh, I don't. Eh, let's move on. Yes. All right. Next one. <laughs> Texans Dolphins. Talk about. Bleh. Bleh. Um, move on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you start Waddle. I think you Gusecki can start him too. as a flex. Gusecki and Cooks. Gaskin, if you really are in a pinch. All right, next game. Chargers and Eagles. Wow. Yeah. Ended up being a barn burner. Jalen Hurts is playing pretty good NFL football. And yeah. It's not really going very well for fantasy. No. Nope. So, you know, it's it's tough. So we'll see. We'll see. You need to see a couple more weeks where he's at. Um, but yeah, Justin Herbert lit it up again. Keenan and Allen got going Keenan finally. Allen and the Chargers had three tight ends in the top 10 this week. Three. It's stupid. Are you it's kidding so stupid. me? I know. It's, it's so ridiculous. stupid. <laughs> I just I just don't understand it. But whatever. Whatever. Uh, Justin Herbert, I think, led all quarterbacks this week in fantasy points with 31. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen, 22. Mike Williams with another dud. Sorry to say, I think we're back at reality. I now. think we came back, and I think it's wide receiver one season for Keenan Allen now. Devontae Smith on the other side. Lucky, lucky. He's, I mean, he's a really talented wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He is. A game that we just did not see him performing. Got bailed out by the fact that both court starting corners for the Chargers were out. <laughs> yep. And so, I mean, that, that's what it kind of comes down to. You know he can light up teams. He can. He has that ability. It's just I would not predict this week in a week out. Um, yeah, that's definitely where we're kind of falling on that one. Um, anyone else to add on that that you want to talk about? Eckler's still good. He had an off week, but he's still good at football. Yeah. No, no, that's really it. All right. Packers, Chiefs. Oh, hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold, 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 hold. Eagles. Eagles. Jordan Howard. Oh, Yes. Nick Sirianni saying he will be involved even when Miles Sanders comes back. Can I just fade this whole Eagles offense? I don't want anything to do with it. Fine by me. Um, <laughs> they are good, disgusting. Nick Sirianni should not be running a football team. And that's all we got to say about that. Yep. He is a, uh, we put him in the Urban Meyer category. Incompetent. <laughs> out of their, out of their league. Out of, out their, of their league. Yes. 
yeah, uh, Jordan Howard played really well, but she, she, I, I'm not trusting anyone in that backfield. Uh, Packers Chiefs, we got to see the future of Green Bay, and it made me smile. Um, I mean, the offensive line did him zero favors. Yeah, I mean, he had zero every, favors. He had everything working against him on this game, to be honest. Yep. Um, he's in, in Arrowhead, which is an awful place to play. He did not have a full week. He had like two days of practice with Devontae Adams. So, you know, I mean, that's tough, but he, he did not look great. He kind of, he looked like Justin Fields, except he's been watching Aaron, Aaron Rodgers for two years now. So <laughs> he should look a little better. Uh, I just think it shows that it was a bad pick by the Packers to just take him that early um, and trade up for him. But the Chiefs, are we hitting the panic button on the Chiefs? Yes, absolutely. You had you had an absolute prime matchup. I didn't get Green Bay's defense is a little underrated, but with that talent that you have on, on that team, you should put way more than 13 points up at home against Green Bay. 100%. Couldn't agree more. It's I mean, yeah, I think it's on the whole team. I mean, they'll still play well and do pretty well, but – you gotta be you're you gotta tamper expectations. They are not the same Chiefs team. It is official. They are not the same Chiefs team. Yep. Next we got the RB1 on the week. Uh James Conner. He was our sit of the week, and we missed that one. And luckily for him, everything worked out in his favor. Everything, literally everything. Uh, we figured with Colt McCoy starting in San Francisco, we didn't have to worry about it. And then Chase Evans gets hurt the first play. And he torched that defense. I mean, he ran all of them. He caught, he had 70 yards receiving, three touchdowns. It's just, I mean, they had no D hop, no Chase Edmonds, and no Kyler Murray. And they won 31 to 17 in San Francisco. So Kittle played really well, and Ayuk played really well. So Kittle, I'm assuming you're on this page of he's a start from now on. He was a start going in this week. Ayuk, how do you feel about Ayuk? I think Ayuk is now in matchup dependent territory. Okay. Um, which bodes really, really well because I'm just going to tell you the opponents that they have coming up. Oh, I'm excited to hear this. The Rams. Okay. Jacksonville. Yes. Minnesota. Okay. Seattle. Yep. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. Yes. Tennessee. Oh my. Houston. Oh. And the Rams again. And the Rams give up a lot of yards. Yep. <laughs> wow. All right. So I think I uh I'm gonna let the I gotta put aside the favoritism because I mm-hmm. I now have Brandon Ayuk in there our dynasty league. Um, I need one more week until I'm fully confident in starting him. Shanahan did come out and say that they cleared the air, that he's working hard at practice again, because that apparently was what it was. He just wasn't working hard at practice. Which is so weird because during, you know, during the off season and stuff, there were so many training camp reports about yeah. Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk having this yeah. super great connection. That leads me to the next question. Is it Trey Lance time? I don't think so. No, I mean, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I like you've heard people say with Shanahan's system, you need a year to get used to it. Right. Right. Like I, 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 and I will say to the two games that we saw train Lance in, Mm. he didn't really look like it was like definitely worthy of taking over. from Yeah. I get it's Jimmy G, but Jimmy G at least is a little bit like he's familiar with it. Right. Yeah. So rookie and Shanahan system is just not a super great combination. Definitely. All right, let's go to the last two games. Titans and Rams. Wow, Tennessee. Yeah, they look good. They look really good. They made Matt Stafford look silly. Um, (laughs) Some people would say that they made Matt Stafford look like Carson Wentz, and I take personal offense because I have both Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford on my roster. Yes, I am hurt. Yes, I get it. And Tennessee absolutely made Safford look like a fool. He did. Uh, I w- couldn't agree more with that. Cup still had a really good game. Wood still had a really good game. 
I I mean, their their weapons are going to have really good games when Stafford doesn't. Tennessee had – their players didn't have great games. You know, there was no one on Tennessee that really had a good game this week. And yet they still won 28-16. to 16. So – but they are proving to be a really good team even without Derrick Henry. And it's just funny that their defense decided to show up this week. Um, you would think, oh, maybe we should show up every week. But I guess this week they decided, hey, we're going to show you that we can play really good football because we have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to our last game. It was the Chicago Bears versus the NFL referees. And the referees decided to win. Uh, so, honestly, uh, let's let's break this down. Ben Roethlisberger should not be playing football anymore. He really shouldn't. He should not. He for his own safety, for the safety of everyone watching, um, for the fact that young kids are going to remember him like this, he should not be playing football. Deontay Johnson, he's about as safe as they come. We talked about him earlier. Same with Najee. I mean, he only had six and 56, but like he was still the top receiver. Yeah. Claypool, he's very talented, but he just cannot be used. He can't. Ben, Ben cannot throw in the ball. And everyone said we were wrong. And they were wrong. <laughs> and then on the Bears side, Justin Fields looked pretty – I mean, he looked decent. He didn't look bad, but he didn't look good. He was kind of I, that middle of the road. I have to fully admit, I literally went to bed at like 9 oh, <laughs> last you. night, so I didn't watch the game. He looked, I mean, he was at the end – that last touchdown drive that they had, that throw to Mooney was a really, really good throw. He rolling out to the left, threw across his body. Um. <laughs> But it's just, I mean, Matt Nagy kills him. It is David Montgomery's backfield. That is that is the last thing you need to know. And Pat Fryermuth, he he is the dude. Fryermuth. He is the dude. <laughs> he is the guy. So, yeah. Well, that, that wraps up our week nine analysis and our midseason awards. Uh, we're not going to do our uh, fellows approved players. If you want to see those, you can look on our Instagram. Um. But that wraps it up for this episode. Ty, do you have anything you want to tell the people? You can't bet on NFL football. No. And here we are. (laughs) Making player prop bets, talking parlays and spreads. I don't don't think I hit very many. I did hit the Vikings one. The Vikings game went exactly like I said. I said it was going to be 35-34. They lost 34-31. I I will – I'll just say what was going on in our discord page. We, uh, we post 10 player props every week. We went one in one in nine. This week. Yeah. It was going six and four the week before. And like, and it, I think it was borderline eight and, or in the week before that we were borderline eight and two and we yeah. missed it by like two total yards. Yeah. So like we, you just never know. It just happened. It, it these things happen for sure. All right, with that, uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We look forward to talking with you again on Friday. We got a nice little surprise coming up in the next couple of days, so be on alert. There we go. All right, deuces, everybody, and we will talk to you on Friday. Deuces.